I was like, what do you know about marine life? It's like, I love all marine life. Beer battered, sautéed, scampi. <laughs> Sushi. Yeah. I love it raw. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too far, that's, Tim. Yeah. That's a Too far. That's a different thing. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, he'll sell ice in the winter, he'll sell fire in hell, he's a hustler, baby, he'll sell water to a whale, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. I'm a hustler, baby, and I want you to know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right song, but I, I, I know it exists. Well, at least you know the song exists. That's good. How, how are you guys doing? Welcome yeah. back, Tim. Good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you, man. I miss you too. Yeah, it was a, it was a how, rough episode. We did we did liquor shots. It was you know. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm aware of what you did. Yeah. <laughs> see? Don't worry. We're, we're going to make you feel welcome. I, so I know. The, I know. The episode like I'm we, not here. You do yeah. shots, which yeah, I am the one who always wants to do shots. <laughs> You were supposed to do random questions, and then Sean still had one prepared, and Richie still had one prepared, and I'm pretty sure Matt still had one prepared, so that that wasn't it. It was kind of um, random. I, I, d- I did pull a Tim in the sense that I just used a question that I'd already asked about 18 months prior. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's right. You did the island question, and it's just like, let's do it again. Yeah. Uh, you, did, <laughs> you did Final Fantasy VII jokes, uh, <laughs> and a visual gag. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. What? We this needed to really... fill the gap that was the lack of Tim. Yeah. The very small, the... bald gap. I get it. Well, <laughs> a big gap. Yeah. Why, yeah, exactly. That's why we only did one episode. The gap is also <laughs> purple as well, Tim, by the way. It's a purple yeah. gap. So. Just just yeah. adding to the fuck you that was my holidays. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we, we had to fill the gap, the baby gap specifically. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty waka good waka. I didn't see right. that one coming, surprisingly. <laughs> Because he wears baby clothes, <laughs> it was over sure. my head. There you go. It's a, like, and everything's over your head. There it yeah. is. There it is. <laughs> that was the joke. Put it being on a plate. Just put it on a plate because Tim was serving it up. Welcome <laughs> to the award-winning Brose Podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. The premise of our show is that we are four bros, and each episode, each one of us brings a question to the table that we like to discuss with our bros. It could be about anything. It could be about current events, pop culture. It could be about would you rathers, deep psychological questions, emotional questions. It could be about life, the universe, or anything really. But whatever question we ask and answer, we do so with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. But we want your questions as well out there if you're listening. So if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, before we do anything, we've got to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Tim Hansen, it's been a minute. Let's start with you. What are you drinking this fine evening? Um, well, since I miss it and I refuse to be left out, uh, real quick, I'm going to do a shot of Jim Beam Devil's Cut. <laughs> wow. Woo. To the pearl, baby. Um, Complete disregard for authority. Just drinking liquor whenever he damn well pleases. He is the authority. Yeah. I am the authority. When the president, when the president, the president. does it, it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah, like it's I'm totally yeah, yeah, allowed. Yeah. That's my I mean, that's my right. That's, that's, that's what Trump's illegal. going for right now. So 
It's a dicky mix. Uh, but no. For so what am 70s. I actually drinking? Uh, eventually, I'm going to wait a while before I actually drink more of this. Um, mm-hmm. Shannon Ridge Petite Syrah from 2017. I don't know when or where this came from. I just know it's been in our collection for a little bit. And uh, yeah. it's fine. Fine. Um, my, fine. Honestly, I still have like the burn of bourbon in my mouth. So it's like, <laughs> I don't really know what this tastes like. It just is a thing that doesn't taste gross yet. So cool. It tastes like aged bourbon. What do you know? That's crazy. Weird. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Gregoire. Which is a French wine, and I think Tess got this from for me in France. Okay, it says Tess, uh, if, you, if you got this wine for Sean, can you put like a little ding in post production? Just like ding, yeah, ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. It's, I haven't tried it yet. It's from Lyon, so that's mm. fancy. Very fancy. You got fancy glass too. I do the glass I made at the pottery place, and it is very uh, nice. Sweet, very nice, excellent. Rich, what are you drinking? I uh, got this bottle for Christmas. It is Indaba Chenin Blanc, twenty twenty two. Here we go. Uh, I think uh, I somebody named M- Matthew Casnall got it for me for Christmas. Merck Kinzel. Yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a white wine. Uh, I haven't even tried it yet. I just opened it up, uh, mm. so I, I hope it's good, Matt, because it was your Christmas gift to me. So, yeah, there you go. That was the idea was uh, give everybody a bottle of wine for Christmas. I will say that I, this year I didn't drink the wine willingly uh, or intentionally ahead of when everybody else was supposed to drink it. However, we did uh, inadvertently set it out on the wine rack uh, at Christmas on Christmas Eve, and uh, I was like, oh, "Does anybody want some wine?" And uh, everybody was like, "Yeah, sure." And it's like. Uh, Karen, my, my dad's girlfriend, like, Karen, you pick which wine we want. Of course, she pulled the Indaba off the rack. <laughs> uh, so there's still some left. There's still some left, but uh, <laughs> the yeah. bottle's already open. So. It's good. It's good. I like it. Uh, I like it. Good, good, good. Uh, tonight, I'm drinking an Alamo Malbec from Argentina. Uh, it's a 2017 Malbec. Uh, the notes on the back say the Alamos, Alam, Al- Alamos. Alamos. I'm going to go with Alamos. The Alamos vineyards of Mendoza, Argentina, lie in the foothills of the Andes Mountains. Alamos wines are pure of the uh, are born of the intense mountain sunlight and pure snow melt water of the Andes, and embody the richness of this rugged, remote region. Cultivated by the Catana family for over 100 years, Mendoza's vineyards are among the highest in the world. So that is the that is the appeal is that the vineyards are really high in the air uh, as opposed to being low on the ground uh it's a good nice uh robust uh malbec i am not drinking it out of a proper glass because i realized a few minutes before we started recording that i didn't have my normal stainless steel glass down here i must have left it upstairs so i poured it into my thermos so it's in a thermos <laughs> uh and so hey it's it's not bad though and at least be preserved at the exact temperature that it is at uh, for the duration of the episode nice all right wonderful nice Brose questions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. Um, but uh, I, I want to kick us off because I felt bad that Tim wasn't able to be here last episode. And as he just regaled us with, uh, we, we did, uh, the, the episode had a number of qualities and, and uh, contributions from each of us that seemed to spit right in the face of Tim Hansen's <laughs> absence by sort of bringing in <laughs> multiple things that he likes and is, is emblematic of his character. So Tim, I felt bad about that. So I wanted to uh, sort of ease you back in and, and sort of make it up to you, if that's all right. Is that cool with you? 
Sure. Can't wait to see what this is. All right. So here's my question. question. What is the best egg preparation? (laughs) (laughs) Now, Tim, Uh, in the trash, big big egg guy. So yeah, in the garbage, (laughs) in the garbage, straight directly in the trash. All right. All right. All right. All right. right, What's the best egg preparation? You know, that's I love eggs. I do. I I eat pretty much every kind of egg. Um, every day for breakfast, I, I have two sunny side up eggs just out of ease of how easy it is to cook. Um, but to me, I think the best egg preparation is deviled fucking eggs. Oh, that's a good one. <sighs> that was not, that was not the first one that came to mind, but that's a really good pick. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, you seem to have some feelings on that pick. I I think, I, I don't know. You I'm feel like that is best, outside of the bounds the of this egg, question. The best egg preparation is an omelet? Come on. <laughs> I don't I mean. <laughs> like, honest, that's... If I liked eggs, I feel like that would be the correct answer. Like, you have so much goodness in it and so much opportunity so for you're, expansion you're, of that flavor. So you're, 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 count, you're basically, you're, you're. I'm saying, I'm saying a, a deviled egg. shit in it. A deviled egg is hard boiled. So you're saying the best way to prepare but, an egg is to hard boil it? An an uh, an omelet is just scrambled. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying an omelet shouldn't be allowed. I'm saying what's the best way to prepare an egg? And I'm like, I'm talking. Okay, so you're having the deviled egg on the basis that it's hard-boiled. basically just an offshoot of the hard boiled egg, but you add, yeah, like, it's just it's just a it's that. just a meal. Like I I'm I'm thinking what's I'm okay with that ruling. Okay. Like what is, All right. what is I the will, best way to prepare I'll allow an egg? It. Not the best I way will. an egg ends up. Is it I, scrambled, okay. poached, over easy, that kind of thing. Over yeah. hard. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'd probably, I'd probably have to go. Um, <laughs> tell me if you don't like it. Uh, the the way a ramen egg is it's 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 like light uh, what is it like a medium uh, a medium soft, um, soft boil soft, soft boiled. boiled yeah like a soft boiled it's creamy inside and then sometimes the ramen eggs are usually inside the ramen uh, it's like um, a hard boiled dippy egg yeah pretty mm. much that That's or honestly maybe just poached eggs are just so good as well I, don't know, I love eggs mm. man I can't pick <laughs> they're my kids <laughs> oh my god eggs. <laughs> They're your kids? Did you find them on Tinder? (laughs) (laughs) Tim just proving that he listens. (laughs) He listens to the whole episode. Uh, I'm going over medium. Because I don't want the over hard. Because the over hard is is a little bit too cooked. It's a little bit too well done. Uh, But over easy, it's a freaking mess, man. I don't have time Mm. for that. Like, you know, you want the over medium. Nice, you know, it's a little bit tender on the inside. You still get a little bit of that crispiness on the outside. Uh, you put it on a sandwich if you wanted to, but even if you just ate it straight, tasty, man. But like Rich, See, I have a really hard time with this. Like over hard, like hard-boiled eggs are my jam. I have a hard-boiled egg almost every day. Uh, scrambled eggs are the most utilitarian, like the most versatile egg preparation, I would say. But uh, but I, I'm going over medium for my favorite egg prep. Hard, hard-boiled eggs are my like go-to breakfast on the go because like. I can stop at mm-hmm. Wawa, get like a packet or two of those hard boiled eggs and just mm-hmm. eat them while driving or going wherever I'm going. And it's also one of the things you can get at like a like one of those continental breakfasts at the hotel and yeah. count on it being like, okay, I know what's in this. 
and it's not garbage because it's literally just an egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, you, can't, you can't do anything else with it. It's not like you'd be like, oh, well, I don't know where this waffle's been or I don't know what they put in this muffin or whatever. Like, maybe it's like, ah, shitty turkey sausage. Damn it. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. this is the one that tastes like leather. Uh, <laughs> no, the, no, it's an egg. It's an egg. It's it's reliable. <laughs> Good old reliable right, eggs. I'm going over easy. Give me some over dippy eggs. eggs. Yep. That's a, just a comfort food, my favorite. Sure. Scra- I, I will say I usually will defer to scrambled because that's like the crowd pleaser. That's mm-hmm. the most middle of the road egg preparation. If you like but eggs, think- you're not going to bitch about I, scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm also assuming, Sean, at least for you, if you're cooking eggs, you're also cooking eggs for at least two other people. Yeah. So it's just easier to make a batch of scrambled eggs than to right. separately fry six to eight eggs. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas like, right. for me, I'm frying up two eggs in the morning every morning for breakfast just for myself. And I'm a, I'm a savage. I will fry it up to a point where it's crispy around and I can pick it up and just shove it the whole thing into my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't cut it. I don't dip it. I just eat the whole thing in one bite. Tim Nancy, you've been conspicuously quiet during the course of this question. I'm waiting to hear where the, what the best egg preparation is for you uh, as the egg consumer. No, I mean, I already I, I already answered it. In the garbage. In the garbage. So you, you would eat it out of the trash. You love them so much. I would just wouldn't eat it. That's where makes it goes. Sense. Makes sense. Just in that. the trash. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's around French toast. But Sean said I couldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> which, which is oh. a completely valid and accurate oh representation of how this question should be answered so well done um my favorite is the candied uh hard-boiled egg where you <laughs> dip it into a thing of hershey's chocolate and let it harden and it. <laughs> sorry i threw up a little bit my, in my mouth my yeah. favorite egg is the cadbury eggs or is just yeah. the cream no nah, yeah. it's the Delicious. it's the butterfinger egg like come on guys what <laughs> for easter the little eggs with pieces of butterfinger inside of a little chocolate egg fucking delicious the sometimes they're bells you- where you take a stick of butter, you take an egg, and then you throw the egg out and consume the stick of butter whole. Yeah. All right, Paula Dean, simmer like down. Chase. Um, <laughs> Relax. Uh, but honestly, I was today years old when I found out that over medium was a thing, uh, yep. mainly because I don't need eggs. Why the fuck would I know that? <laughs> yeah. Seems like um, a necessary piece of information for somebody who doesn't need eggs. Yeah. But honestly, all I know is that I apparently make great eggs. Tim makes a great scrambled egg, man. I I apparently make great any egg that I've prepared so far because there was one Christmas where we hosted um, and instead of going out for breakfast, we did breakfast. And I can't remember everything else I made, but I did eggs to order um, partially against my will, but also just like, fine, whatever. Get everyone out of my kitchen. I will do all this. <laughs> um, but I did I did I did sunny side up over easy. Scrambled, obviously, because duh. Uh, And I think I did one over hard. And it was just a number of those. And it was just like, wow, this is really good. What did you do? And I was like, I didn't over-season the fuck out of it. And I (laughs) paid attention to how hot everything was. Like, is that not how you cook? (laughs) Is that that not what we do? I just kind of guess. And it's like, why? So... I let my, my I let my child do the eggs for me. I, I Google <laughs> things and they say, "Hey, this is the best way to do it. I'm gonna try it, and if it works, ta-da!" The thing, like that was eggs were the first thing I was taught how to cook. 
My my dad, the first thing I was ever taught how to cook were eggs because like they're hard to fuck up. They are. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can overcook them, but besides that, they're just really hard to screw up. So like I I was oh, I've always been able to cook eggs, but then like I recently learned my dad and maybe maybe you guys can agree or not, my dad refuses to salt the eggs before they're cooked. Because they turn green, apparently, if you salt the eggs while you're mixing that's, them in, like... I heard that from Gordon Ramsay. That you're really? supposed to wait I, until the end to season your eggs. But I don't... I've never heard that before. I don't I've never think it matters. eggs green. It yeah. does I, chemically do something with scrambled eggs, which is why I add the salt later in the process. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what, what that is. Do? I've never seen it change color. I've never I've well, never seen that, but there is something that it does to the texture and the cooking process that will physically change how it turns yeah. out. Runny, but maybe? green? I don't I've never heard of that. I don't think it turns them green. I think that's just like I don't want to gaslight my dad or anything, but I don't think I don't I, I think he's just wrong. You're actually wrong, um, Dad. Yeah, but like Are you colorblind? Like, you son of a bitch. You sound crazy right now, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs are already green, Dad. Come on. What yeah, are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you ever read that Dr. Seuss book? Years. Yeah. <laughs> the ham was uh, the weird yeah. part. Yeah, the ham was green, but the eggs was like, well, that's normal. It's green eggs is the just they just call it eggs and ham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other eggs thoughts on eggs? Ham. Tim, you want to have the last word? Now, this is a part eggs. topic that's near and dear to your heart, so I want to make sure that you've you've gotten everything <laughs> off your chest. No, I th- I think we've cracked this one. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Right. nice. Let's scramble this this conversation then. That didn't sound <laughs> as good. Tim stole a good joke. Uh, who's next? Who's got a question? I got a question. All right, Tim. All right. Hi, guys. So, I am I am briefly going to mention another podcast that we are not partnered with and do not sponsor Ooh, in any way, shape, or form. No free um, ads. <laughs> but I have recently been listening to uh, a podcast called Behind the Bastards. Uh, if you were, it, oh, okay, so you have heard of it. For those who may not have heard of it, uh, it is Me. essentially Rich has never heard of it, uh, and Charlie, I don't know if you have, or Liz, I don't know if you have. Um, <laughs> that's like who? Uh, <laughs> just, you're just shouting out random people who aren't on the show. It's like, and my mom probably hasn't heard of it. And like, uh, Martha, she's in the other room. I'm not sure. That guy down at 4A, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I keep hearing him yell, um, bastard, from down the hall. Um, but it's a podcast where essentially they, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's going behind the bastards of history. The like terrible, terrible, terrible human beings. And like, there's a bunch of people who've like, yeah, they sucked. And they may have been like a lowercase b bastard, but it's like, did you lead? Were you the primary cause behind millions of people dying? Like mm. Kaiser Wilhelm or something like that. Like, think really, really shitty people in history and just really deep diving into the history of their lives. Um, and it can be very entertaining. And then for Christmas, they do like, the opposite, which is like, let's find some badass from history and go behind their lives. Um, and I can't remember that guy's name, but it was very much like make the internet free and fuck the federal government, <laughs> which is like, I could get behind that. 
So my question to you is, if you were to do a deep dive into some douchebag from history, uh, who would it be? Like, who, who would think, be someone that... you of Ron Paul a second ago, by the way. The internet should be free and fucking... I, I, I was not. I absolutely <laughs> wasn't. Absolutely not. And the Fed. Audit the Fed. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So my question is, if you had to pick some... Maybe not even, like, fully terrible person... But, like, someone who did something that you find absolutely horrendous uh, and, like, doing a deep dive on their life or a deep dive into the horrible thing that you think they did. Who would it be? So, a book report on a bad person. A podcast on a bad person. (laughs) Which is kind of like a book report on a bad person, but you also get to throw in some great puns. So, we know in advance that this person's a bastard basically so here, here's my example and the reason i say did something that you find horrendous and not necessarily okay. maybe they aren't a horrible person is my choice is henry ford uh oh, okay. who's, i thought you were gonna go with mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> almost i thought about it yeah. uh but i'm going with henry ford who is just like but like we wouldn't have the automobile and and like manufacturing lines in the way that we have them now without him. And that's absolutely yeah. true. But, but we also, also wouldn't have the eight hour, five day work week or the 40 hour, five day work week without him. Yeah. We'd be working seven days instead and everybody worked 90 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they were overworking and he was forced into that by unions. If I remember correctly, but that's, that's also besides the point. My point is that uh, we wouldn't be stuck with the fucking Phillips head screw. If it wasn't for this asshole <laughs> and capitalism. <laughs> Back fucking deplorable <laughs> asshole with this goddamn screw <laughs> all the shitty people in the world but it's this oh, fucking screw card? Be like, flames flames a screwdriver on capitalism <laughs> no but it's an, it's entirely accurate that there was a um in addition to the standard slotted screw at that point in time um there was there there was no standard like, a lot of people used the slotted because it was easy to make, but also kind of sucked and, like, tears out easily. Or cams out, which is the official term. Um, but so there was no standard. And the people who were trying to, like, build a lot of this stuff at the time were kind of making their own. And it was kind of the the balance of um, what is likely to fuck up the screw and what is likely to break my tools and machines if it gets stuck and I over-torque it or something along those lines. Um, and there was one that was more... like, and, and that's kind of the point of the Phillips head. is you it, it The point is it's supposed to twist out if you put too much torque on it, but it's supposed to be able to have more torque than a slotted head. Except that it fucking sucks. And there were other designs that were... Not we're like predecessors of the torques or the star that everybody's familiar with, but kind of a cross between the two. And literally, Henry Ford was like, "Cool, like we're gonna patent this." And it's like, "Yeah, but you didn't come up with it. You can't patent it." It's like, "All right, but I want like you only sell to me." And the person was like, "No, like I'm gonna sell my shit to people and make money." And he's like, "Well, how 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 do I own this?" And it's like, "You don't own this." So essentially, he's just like, well, then fuck you, threw a bunch of money into Phillips and like was a 
it essentially became a sole proprietor behind that of some sort and was just like, fuck everything else. Fuck Canada, because that's where the other one was coming from. He's like, America. Um, so typical American capitalism, ruining things for everybody else to be cheap as shit. <laughs> Thanks, Henry Ford. Yay, Ford. <laughs> yeah, Gotta love him. This yeah, was entirely... <laughs> A reason for me to make a joke about screws all, and make you all laugh. roads lead back to the Phillips head screwdriver. He they literally uh, screwed us. We have nightmares about yeah. it. Got him. <laughs> all right. So, which bastard of history would you uh, want to do a podcast on? Um, probably the former CEO of Blizzard Activision, uh, Robert Kotick. He um he he ran that company to shit. He was an asshole. He created the like the boys will be boys mentality um in that office and was a lot of the reason why like there was a lot of sexism and shit in that company. So now is I'm he glad- perceived to be a decent fella, this guy? And it's no. just like, oh secretly he's a bastard? No, no, no. He is right. no and he's a bastard. Like this okay. isn't a secret, but it's like, I can't think of anyone who might be perceived as a good person, but, you know, secretly did something egregious that I don't like. But, uh, like, I'd, I'd, I would want to do, like, a kind of deeper dive in him, and maybe even just, in general, the... At- like, it's probably more geared towards the atmosphere he created and the atmosphere that was in Blizzard Activision, and less about him, but he's the C- he was a CEO, and caused a lot of this to happen and allowed a lot of this to happen and whatnot for so, 32 years for 32 years um he's just he's just a, he's a he's a shitty person uh which you know what he's no longer the head of blizzard activision and microsoft owns it now so guess what i'm gonna start playing blizzard and activision games on my stream because he's gone uh i I'm going to go with FDR. Ooh. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Now, oh. th- there is a historic uh, like historians are typically asked like rank presidents and like they've got this like weird like scoring system for ranking presidents and it, it sort of varies on who's number 1, who's number 2, but historically FDR is ranked in like the top 3 usually. Uh, mm-hmm. and people say like the New Deal and they cite you know, the fact that he he bravely accepted two more terms in office to, to navigate <laughs> us through World War II and got us through the Great Depression and all that stuff. Top three, top five at most president, in some cases is considered the, like one of the, the best president that's ever served in office. The man had concentration camps in the United <laughs> yeah. States. He sent the Japanese... To internment camps in the United States during World War II because of Pearl Harbor, because he was uh, on the auspices of the fact that some of them might be spies. Like hundreds of thousands of Japanese citizens were forced to just like sell their homes and were sent to. Internment. We're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> One of the best ever. presidents we've ever had, and he's just sending the <laughs> while while. And I again, I'm not treading any new ground here or anything like that. We were in World War II fighting the axis of evil fighting Germany, who, again, uh, among their many other, uh, you know, many other transgressions of like mowing through the Europe and going to Poland and going through Europe and, and, and taking country after country, um, we're at war with them in part because they were sending Jews to 
concentration camps. <laughs> we're the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> and you were the president. He signed, and this is not like, oh, it's a, you know, it takes a lot of cooks to make it. He signed an executive order doing this. It was an executive yeah. order that sent uh, it sent the Japanese to concentration camps, sent them to internment camps, ruined lives, uh, you know, ruined you know, generational wealth for decades, uh, setting families back, you know, decades because they had to sell all their assets to go to these camps and all. Just yeah, FDR. That's the one I would do. Like, and I, again, it, it, there's certainly economic stuff that I don't agree that with what he did, but like, holy shit, man, you went <laughs> sent people to internment camps. <laughs> Just unbelievable. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's, it's something that happened. Like, never, ever gets brought up. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff about American history that never gets brought up. Like, the, the Tulsa massacre never gets brought up. You know, all this, you know, tons of other stuff. Uh, Tuskegee doesn't get brought up. But, like, yeah, like, I don't think I knew crap. about it. I don't think I fully knew about that until after mm-hmm. high school. And it was just a random thing that came up. And I was like, what? I learned about it in like, high school, but like the, it was portrayed in a way that it was like, well, it's not the same as the, it's not the it, same as yeah. Auschwitz. I'm like, all right, so we weren't gas chambering the Japanese, yeah. so it's I, better. I, I, I was, I, I'm kind of in the same, but like I learned about it in high school, but like they, they didn't portray it as, they portrayed it as bad, but they didn't portray it as bad, so it seemed less negative and it was more of like oh we just needed to do this and it's like and i i didn't accept i just kind of accepted it because i'm not a history guy and i was like oh that's a thing that we did in the past and that happened but you're right i didn't know that he signed an executive order i thought it was like a big thing passed i didn't realize it was him who did it and not I mean, I'm sure he wasn't getting a lot of resistance to it. It's not no. like he signed the executive order and like a bunch of Republicans were like, excuse me, sir, you're infringing upon these gentlemen's <laughs> civil rights. Like, yeah. It was, <laughs> nobody was doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to FDR. Uh, FDR is a fascinating character and a shithead. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> just, happened to, mm-hmm. just happened to serve like every, 14 years in office. Every president is a shithead. Yeah. To be fair. Except for Calvin Coolidge. No, <laughs> what about Buchanan? He was fine. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. He didn't do anything. Buchanan was Buchanan is routinely rated as like the worst president of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he didn't do anything. Because he failed to stop war- the Civil War. He like a- Oh, just did like, he? Now, God, I can't, can't fucking can't remember. Just, can't we just get along? Like it was like the country was on the verge of civil war and he was just like, I, what am I supposed to do? I'm just the president. Uh, like <laughs> He's routinely ranked very low. Uh, Eisenhower, the only president who actually believed he didn't have any power because of everybody yeah. else. Now, now, everybody, I believe in the separation of powers, and I believe in the proper delegation of responsibility between the three. Oh, I got. I'm sorry. One term, and I'm out. Okay, cool. Okay, bye. Yeah. Anywho, uh, also, he's the only bachelor. Yeah, only, the only bachelor, bachelor, and he's from bachelor. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Those are the only sure. things I know about Buchanan. From Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, that was a point of pride. I remember like that that coming up in school too. It was like, oh, it was school in Pennsylvania. Did you know James Buchanan was the only president was the only president to ever come from Pennsylvania? And it was like a point of pride. And then years later, I'm like, oh, he was awful. He was the worst <laughs> oh, he's terrible. Oh, oh, he yeah. sucked. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, all right, Sean, who would you do? Uh, David Miscavige, the leader of Scientology. Oh, that's a good one. Good choice. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah, we're pretty sure he killed his wife, but like nobody's doing anything about it. <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> these things happen. But it's uh, like, uh, 
Well, life goes no on. Yeah, a few eggs like, to make an omelet. That's like oh, uh, the in Brooklyn Nine Nine. There's that like cult um, uh, pyramid scheme thing going on that Boyle gets stuck in. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. The head killed his wife, and it's like nope. She actually is, actually is the head of the thing. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, and he's just a bastard. He's not nothing special about him. I think he's just mm-hmm. like, I would just be interested to know how he got to where he is being a bad, mm-hmm. like a wild ride. It must be. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That, that is, yeah. that's, that's somebody who like does fast. Like, Heads of like shitty organizations like that, like uh, the head. I know there's no head because uh, there's no organization of flat earthers, but like the lead flat earther out there, like I want to know about that person. Like I want to know like how they got there and how they how they got to this belief. Like people like that, I'm just like I want to know more about them. I want to know why they tick that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I that people who are like real deep into that kind of conspiracy theory stuff, do, they do fascinate me because it's like, what is driving you to believe this? Like, and, I don't know. What, where is did, the, what went wrong? And it ha, are they? Do they truly believe it, or are they? And this is a question we had a long time ago. Do they truly believe it, or are they just stuck in this belief because they have to be because of the follow they created? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Any other uh, any other bastards you want to research? Uh, honorable mention really would be Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, complicated legacy, to say the least. Yeah, I'm, I was looking at the uh, these presidential polls just to drive my point home. The Siena College poll from twenty twenty two links ranked Franklin Delano Roosevelt as the greatest president of all time. <laughs> Uh, C-SPAN 2021, he's number three. Siena College 2018 ranks him at number two. So he he grew in uh, acclaim uh, since 2018. <laughs> Jesus. Wonderful. Yeah. Just yeah. more forgot about the internment camps. Or yeah. got real support behind it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which could be bad. Yeah, suddenly people are like, well, you got to hear both sides on the internment issue. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I've gone. Tim's gone. Rich, Sean? Hmm. Um, I have a a question that's obviously about something, but I don't remember what it was. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is, I I wrote a question, and it's like, there's... How many owls, Sean? How many owls? Yeah, how many owls? Oh, I want to know, how do you... If you were to see somebody on the internet making some wild life decisions, like somebody that you don't know, but somebody who's like in a group, like you're in a common like Facebook group or something, and you're just watching this person make wild decisions, do you intervene? Sh- Sean, you can just at me. <laughs> no. You can just It's not me. you. It's, it is definitely not you. It's So there's, <laughs> there's this person... Uh, and they, like, recently, 
like got back together with their high school boyfriend and then dated for like two months and then got married. And it was just like a real weird, like, and it was like, and we broke up because my parents hated him. And it was like, and it's like, obviously there are like, there are a lot of red flags and you're just, I'm just like watching this person do these absolutely insane things. And it doesn't seem, it, it, it does not seem to have backfired, but I think like at some point, like I, I have, I have intermittently felt like I should have intervened insofar as been like, give me some context. You know, like, <laughs> like I need to know some of the backstory because it seems like you are like you dated a kind of sh- shitty teen and held on to that for like 20 years and then got back together with them and then married them in a very short period of time. Like you don't know this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, like, that, it's so that, much later. T- that raises a question. This is like you said. This is somebody you don't actually know. It's somebody you're in like a mutual group with, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like that. Since you don't know them, you don't know their relationship with that other person. You do. You they might have broken up, but maybe they stayed friends. Maybe they continued to talk. Maybe they continued to connect with each they, other. They. I. I. I recall that she said that they reconnected. They had just reconnected. Okay. Like if and if that's true, if they legitimately just reconnected and got married within two months, major red flags. Totally, hundred percent major red flags. Do you intervene? In my opinion, no, you don't because you don't know them. And it's mm-hmm. just sit down, grab the popcorn, and just watch the watch it roll. And just yeah, that that's that's how I would do it. If it's if it's especially if it's like in the times we have sometimes there's good tea to have and this is some good tea to have it's just to watch this watch this dumpster fire burn yeah but that but i i feel bad sitting back if it all does blow up to have to have just watched that and been like nom 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 but <laughs> yeah it, it, maybe I, there's a there's a way to do this without rubbernecking uh i i i'm with rich in the sense that i, I don't think it's your responsibility to jump in like my thinking is if you're not in this person's inner circle, there are like nine layers of people before you that should be stepping in to stop this from happening. Yeah. Uh, and your, your word, your influence, think about it from the perspective of this other person. You're, you're doing something that maybe some people see as reckless, but you think this is the right thing for you. And somebody who is like a friend of a friend of a friend, in this case, you reach out and say, Hey, look here, you're making a mess of your life. My reaction is not going to be, He's got a point. Uh, it's probably <laughs> Thanks, going to be, friend. Yeah, this, this guy can go yeah. pound sand. I'm blocking him immediately. Uh, mm. I, I, you don't know my life. I don't think you necessarily need to, to, you know, gawk. But I, I, a, there are other people that are more important to them in their lives that should be stepping in. And B, you've got more important things like your bandwidth and the, the things that you are capable of handling and the things that you should be interested in, in handling and, and attending to and caring for. This should be pretty far out. Like, like in my perspective, like if I'm looking at it from my standpoint, like if it was somebody that I'm like, is a friend of a friend of a friend who's making a bunch of questionable decisions and everything like that. I'm like, that sucks. I've got my family to take care of. I got my friends to take care of. I got my parents to take care of. I got, mm. you know, work to take care of. It's, it's, I've got, my bandwidth can only go so far down to start worrying about that. 
uh and yeah. that's before you get into like oh i should be worrying about like geopolitical stuff i should be worrying about like you know local issues i should be worrying about things like that like what's going on with this other person is a is a bummer but you know there's only so much you can do mm-hmm. and and also like if they didn't want random strangers on the internet to uh formulate opinions upon them they wouldn't be posting it on the internet for random strangers to see <laughs> that's not true have have you been on reddit ever <laughs> have you been on any internet thing so many people just want people to agree with them. And if you don't agree with them, then fuck you. You're the problem. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear. Not everybody wants to have an open discourse. Most people just want to hear an echo chamber and get very upset when they don't get it. Welcome Which to is the like, Winning Bros. A podcast. <laughs> this is my echo chamber. You get the fuck out. <laughs> All right. So what are you thinking, Tim? What's your thought process on this? Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of similar to yours. Um, I wouldn't necessarily sit back and just like enjoy the popcorn because I don't care about drama all that much. Uh, so like, I won't care that it's happening, which is just me and my burnout and inability to pay attention to other people's shit that I don't care about. So the fact that I don't know who they are means I won't care. Mm. Um, Unless it's a relatable story that I'm reading on uh, Just No Mother-in-Law or Narcissistic Parents uh, subreddits or something like that. Uh, because those, th- those, those speak to, to my heart and my life experiences. <laughs> it's like I'm not alone. Validation. Um, but yeah, it, it's very much like, one, they probably aren't going to take kindly to whatever your input is because mm. they don't know you. Yeah. You're just some random asshole and people who are, it sounds like a person who is already not in a great place and hasn't realized that they're not in a great place. And rather than trying to better themselves, they are doubling down on failure. Well, not failure, but doubling down on like, you wouldn't let me have it. I'm an adult, but teenage rebellion hasn't gone away, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, so like, I wish them well, I don't have time for you and I don't care enough. Mm. If you have a mutual between you guys, if there is that like point of connection, then I would maybe have that conversation with them. Mm. Um, but if there's, if, if there's more than that, like what's that? Two degrees. Yeah. It's two degrees of Kevin of separation. If you, if it's more than that, it's (laughs) not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. I I think. One thing that I did, that is the vibes, is I'm I'm 30, but Teenage Rebellion still exists. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've, there's somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook, I went to high school with. I never even really had a conversation with them in high school. But like, I, I get updates with from them on Facebook constantly. And it's like, they, there's someone who's like jumped from relationship to relationship constantly, haven't held a partner in more than like for more than like two or three months, and then I just post, and I'm I'm just like they're always complaining about money, this that. And I'm like you you just your life's a mess. I don't know why your life's a mess. And then today I just saw them post like, oh, we're pregnant, and I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. But would it, who am I? Like I don't. I don't know what's going on in your life now. I don't know you. 
I just know you from what you've shown, and I think this is scary more so than congratulations. It's but I'm never. I'm not going to say that to them. Exactly. I'm like. I'm not going to sit here and say like, no, you shouldn't have a baby. I'm just like, okay. Uh, good luck. I will. You fucking psycho. You shouldn't have a baby. Fuck out of here. Any other thoughts, Sean? No, I think I think you're all right. I think it, it. I think I'm too far removed from the situation to do anything but be worried on the sidelines. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like, even I think yeah. even being worried on the sidelines is still too much. Like, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Sean is a very empathic person, and he's I, allowed to be an empath. Yeah. No, I get it. I I get it. I do. I Rich care about the world at large. Richard be on the sidelines of the popcorn with a big T-shirt that just says "chaos" on it, with a, bot- <laughs> with, a with a cup of tea on the bottom. Yeah, big shirt that says "get fucked." <laughs> All right. With that in mind, I think Rich, you're the last one. Oh me, let's see. What question should I ask? You know, this one's been on my mind for a while, and it's more of just like a rant than anything else. <laughs> um, but. Is there something you think uh, uh, everyone as a country, not just specifically private people, but even business owners and or even the government might be putting too much money into uh, infrastructure wise? Personally, I think we need less fucking storage units because like we're building way too great. We're getting there's way too many storage units out there. Fucking storage units. Like it drives Such me nuts. Specific e- every time, every time, like there's a, there's a building that was recently built that's right down the street from my house that like I saw getting built for like six months, and every time I was like, "Ooh, what's that going to be? What's that going to be?" It's like four stories tall. I'm like, I can't wait to see what that. It's fucking storage units. Storage it's four stories. I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> I'm I'm driving out to go see Vince. I jump on 295 to go down south. Uh, down down uh, 295 South and I see this giant lot being built with this huge building. I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's another giant set of storage units. I'm just like, why do we need so much storage? Throw shit out. I, no. Just throw it out. I, no. I think... Yeah, let's fill I those landfills, Sweden. This <laughs> is less a problem with the fact that there are, I think that there are too many storage units and more a problem that we have too much stuff. Everyone yes. has too many. Yeah, things. well, yeah, and that's or like, that the housing market is garbage and people are forced to downsize, but they don't want to necessarily get rid of all these things that they spent yeah. their entire lives getting, so they need places to put them. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, also doesn't like, make sense because those things are practically rent in and of themselves. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like, I don't know. I I understand the need for storage units, but it's more of there. I can leave my house. And within 10 minutes in any direction, I can go to at least 17 different storage units. And like, it gets to a lot of cube smarts. I get it. Like Mm -hmm. it it just, it gets to like, do we really, do we really need this many storage units or do some people, not all people just have to get rid of some shit. Like, and, and, and like, for instance, Tim, you, you, you're in an apartment right now. You've moved a lot and everything. Having a storage unit for you and in your situation completely makes sense. I don't have a storage unit. I, you had one for a while between moves and stuff like when, that. And when we weren't living by ourselves, yes. Exactly. But like, still, like, your situations made sense. Like having, yeah, But you equated those as if they were simultaneously happening. It's like, no, no, no. Purpose. We didn't have a home, so we needed to yeah. put our shit somewhere. But like... But like 
is not the same. Like I have, I have a buddy who has a storage unit just to hold his comic books. You own okay, a house. <laughs> you own a house, my guy. Why do you need a storage unit to 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 hold your comic books? Well, I have he too many comic books for my house. Comic books years ago. <laughs> she knows he's yeah. got a storage unit. And I'm like, you right. have a house. Why do you need a storage unit for comic books? Well, I have too many comic books to store in this house. All the comic books are gone, honey. In an unrelated note, our utilities went up $100 a month for no reason. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind that, like, uh, this much money is spent on storage. And I, f- I really do feel like y- you need to just get rid of shit. You need to get rid of shit. This is coming from someone who has two people in their house that I'm constantly telling them that they need a storage unit. That's because... They don't have a house, and they need to store stuff. They should have a storage unit. Me, I shouldn't have a storage unit, because I own a house. I have places to put my stuff. Cube smart, more like cube stupid. (laughs) 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 Got him. Yeah, it's just... What's a a part of info... are, are storage units infrastructure? Well, it's not infrastructure, but just in, I, you don't have to I was going to say, I already money. forgot the question. What the, fuck is the question is, is, what should we invest uh, less money in? Yeah. As yeah. either private citizens, business owners, or the government itself, what do we need to spend less money on? Golf courses. That's my, hell yeah. Golf I get it. I dig bad. it. I dig it. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Golf courses are really bad for the environment. And there should be less of them. I don't. I'm not saying yeah. we should get rid of golf as a sport. I'm saying there should be fewer golf courses. There should be less of them. And you know, and I'll even go this far. Maybe just make them all public. Don't what? don't have private golf courses. They're outside. Just let people play on your fucking golf course. It's outside. Let get people be lawn. outside. Mm-hmm. We spend. I mean, it sounds like we're going the the more lighthearted route, so I'm not going to say, like, war. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> also okay. war. The military-industrial complex. Yeah. yeah like, like, we, we, know, we know we need to spend less money on. BlackRock uh, gets shady contracts. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, let's, let's, let's keep it lighter. I, I mean, if, if you want to go with the military-industrial complex, no, go already, for it. No, I, I agree. I agree. for, like, 20 minutes. Uh, it's, it's fine. Um... OnlyFans. People should spend less money on OnlyFans. There is so much free porn on the internet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, well, okay, yeah, but then th- th- that's Tweet. not why. Not, that's then you should say the same thing to, to Richie because there's so uh, much free content on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Listen, don't subscribe. Don't subscribe gonna, to my my just Twitch. because just because I, uh, you want to support. Rich, the I'm not subscribed to your Twitch like. right now. Listen. But my point is, <laughs> my point is. Just because I said the one doesn't mean I'm also not saying it about the other. (laughs) If I I am subscribed to one person on Twitch and it's because it's free with my Amazon. If it wasn't free with my Amazon, I wouldn't be subscribed to anybody. Mm. No, I I I don't subscribe to Rich because I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I'm I'm a huge showing up and I keep clicking the walnuts button. <laughs> Occasionally, I get rich to sit up and drink a glass of water, and I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." <laughs> oh, look, he yes. hydrated. Look no, at you. I'm a I'm a huge proponent of supporting creators that I like. Usually, by buying like merch, mm-hmm. fr- frisbees is a big one. I buy I like mm-hmm. to buy frisbees from like because they don't make any money. So I'm like, I appreciate what you do. Keep doing it. 
Uh, I'm about to I, start doing a B Walnuts Frisbee just to have you buy it. I would 100% buy it. <laughs> um, I don't know the sports gambling industry. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've, yeah. We've, we've I've talked about this before, and I'm getting really annoyed with the whole conversation about it because I'm, I'm now at the point where I'm pissed off at everybody who has an opinion on sports gambling, like <laughs> people who are really strong proponents of it. Like I'm really mad at the people who are like getting overly puritanical about it too. Like I saw columns like last, like last year before the football season started, I saw a column from a writer that I really like on, on sports illustrated who basically was like, I, I'm never going to be able to trust anything that the NFL does anymore because these players got suspended and they were playing on FanDuel. And I'm like, well, this is the overly like, you know, sanitized view of the world that I think we were trying, we were trying to like move away from as a society. Like we're grownups now. We know that these people aren't going to throw games because they put a $5 same game parley on themselves. <laughs> in the Kansas Buccaneers game. Um, with that said, I hate it. It is ruined sports consumption for me. Uh, there's a sports preview podcast that I listen to. Uh, there's a football preview podcast I listen to on Fridays with two guys that I really like. We're really analytical. And the whole conversation is about like prop bets and spreads and things like that. And I get why it's entertaining, but it, it's simply not an, an avenue for sports that uh, I'm at all interested in. And nor do I have much knowledge of it. A buddy of mine, a friend of the show, Eddie Provident, a while, while back uh, was talking to me about potentially doing another podcast. He's like, maybe we could do a sports gambling show. And I was like, Eddie, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, man. Absolutely not. about sports gambling. I don't like sports gambling. I play fantasy football. That's about the extent I could contribute to that conversation. And uh, Eddie and I aren't doing a podcast on it. We don't have anything. I, I, I have no, but that's a huge segment of, of, of sports consumption now is, is the the gambling odds and the interest and it's like the floodgates have opened and there was all this pent-up money from companies like caesars and mgm and fanduel and all this other stuff and it just dominates conversation it dominates advertising now and it's i never thought i'd get to the point where i'd be like i need more state farm commercials but i would definitely <laughs> take another state farm commercial with that stupid like you know patrick mahomes bundling whatever over watching yet another like jb smooth or jamie fox sports betting commercial like it just it drives me insane it, it, honestly it's, matt it's so it's, it. it's drastically taken away from my enjoyment of sports as well <laughs> yeah no so, Tim, I, tim's to the point where he's like you know what? I, I might not be able to watch sports anymore <laughs> but it's like I, everything I like, went like every real close like even if it's not related to gambling like they'll have ads for FanDuel in the middle and it'll be like the host will be like you know I'm, I'm telling you I really like Philadelphia this weekend you know on the road against the Buccaneers the four and a half points and it's just it it's nuts and, and there's the, the disclaimers it's just this is my pet peeve it's too large of an industry it's getting bigger because they've gotten a bunch more rubes in on it. It's become profitable more quickly than people anticipate because of the same game parlay stuff, because they're encouraging people to put down. It's like, oh, it's fun. We're boosting the odds for a same game parlay. You guys are, are you guys have a familiar familiarity with what the same game parlay is? No, is I, I, give zero I hear it all the time, but I don't you know listen to means. any sports betting thing, whether it's, you know, any of the big companies, they, they push this thing. And basically it's just the idea is you pick three things to happen in a single game and it boosts your odds because you're betting on three things to happen instead of one. It 
it encourages you because it's like, oh, it's fun because it's fun to be like, I think the Eagles are going to win and Jalen Hurts is going to go for 300 yards and A.J. Brown's going to catch a touchdown because it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, if the Eagles win, there's a pretty decent chance that, you know, Jalen Hurts had a good game or, or A.J. We, Brown had a good we, game. But it drastically, drastically, just by the virtue of adding a second leg to it or a third leg to it drastically decreases your odds of winning and so because the industry is just but but it's so much fun it's so fun to put your own it's your own custom parlay and everything like that and guess guess how much money you could win the rubes you could put one dollar down and win 40 if the eagles all you need to do is for the eagles to win and jalen hurts to have a good game that's easy to happen right and that's how the industry is it's become profitable in like five years because they just it's rube after rube after rube is going after the same game parlay thing and it's the it that's why it's the crux of every advertising campaign it's it, that's the way they get suckers and because they've gotten all the suckers now then <laughs> i'm not trying to be judgmental here but most more people are bad at gambling than there are people who are good at gambling mm-hmm. why that's that, why gambling is such a profitable industry that's crazy so, yeah so it, it this annoys me to no end and it's not going away anytime soon and it's one of those it's one of those instances where like from a moral perspective of course i think gambling should be legal like i i i understand that look it's it's a dangerous addiction that you can get into but there's a lot of stuff that we incur that that is legal that are dangerous things that you could get addicted to that could ruin your life that we just like look at a certain point this is the trade-off we've given you as a society have these you have this liberty to do this thing and we trust you to do it in a responsible way and if you don't then we we encourage you to get help like that is my stance on gambling as well simultaneously i'm really fucking annoyed with it (laughs) (laughs) no i i totally get like i back uh like mid mid to late october i went and watched a game at a buddy's house and uh i i show up for the eagles game and they're all talking their same day parlay or same game parlay bets and everything that they were doing and i'm like wait you guys are doing FanDuel? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. how much money did you put down each? And they're like, I put like 40 bucks down on these parlays, and I put 20 bucks down, and blah, blah, blah. We could win $10,000. I'm like, okay, and how, do you do this every week? They're like, yeah. I'm like, so $3,600 a year you're putting down on bets that you're not going to win? That's a lot of money. You can't do math to a gambling addict. That's not <laughs> like, fair. Like you should not do this. You're a monster, Rich. Yeah. And, and and then it's like, and then they'll be like, yeah, oh, but I won this one, and and I'm like, all right, so you're gonna cash out? No, I'm gonna use it for this parlay. So you didn't win, because you're gonna lose that parlay. What's the point? What's the like? I will go to the blackjack tables or to the roulette wheel every once in a while when I go down Atlantic City. I'll bring a hundred bucks and I'll lose it. And I'll be happy. That's the rule. And that's fine. If you're doing something like that for an entertainment purpose, you're like, I'm setting aside X dollars. This is how much I'm spending at the table. This is how much I'm okay with losing. Like I play in a couple fantasy football leagues. I do March Madness. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to have, you know, $200 because I'm going to put it on fantasy. I'm going to put it on this league and I'm going to have, you know, the, the, what do you call it? The, 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 the eliminator. Eliminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, okay, I've got four fantasy leagues in the Eliminator pool. I'm going to spend this amount of money, and this is my fun. Like, I have fun doing this. I'm, I'm entertained by doing this for a full year. I get to talk trash with my buddies. It's great. It, it, like, it, you set it aside. But if you're just constantly putting down money, and yeah, it's easier every now week. you got your freaking phone app. You can just yeah. be like, it used to be there was just, a barrier to entry. We had to have a bookie or somebody who could put down a bet for you. And now it's just like, click, 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 I'm in. 
Uh, just got to be yeah, in New Jersey. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, state? yeah. Yeah. It's, so. it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, so I hate him. I hate it. Uh, I think it's illegal, it. but I hate it. I get it. Yeah. Any other things that you think we should put less money into? <sighs> Taxes. Hey, man. <laughs> Now you're about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the taxes because I, I, I don't I don't have much money to give, and I'd like to protect the little that I have. I, I mean, I, I could I could go on just as much of a rant about taxes and be like, and, and about like you know, you're not actually supposed to get a tax return every year. The tax return means you pay too much taxes. Your refund, because yeah. I know people in my family and specifically people in my household who complain yeah. every year that they're like, I only got $20 back on my taxes. And I'm like, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Cause you're only refund, supposed you're to get an, like, you're giving an interest free 12 month loan to the government. So yeah. last, last they, year uh, was the first year we had like almost break even almost entirely. I was like, yeah. this is yeah. cool. I got $10 back. Nice. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> exactly how much they, you need. They, uh, at at one, because like I, I owed last year and I I owed like maybe like 90 bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's fine. I don't care. Um, they ended up owing, uh, and whatnot and they got really mad and frustrated. So they started, they added an additional hundred dollars a paycheck to their taxes. They're like, I'm just going to use it as a savings account. I'm like, that's dumb. (laughs) Don't do that because if you need that money, you can't get to it till next year. So, don't yeah, you do want to do that. that? Just get a CD. Yeah, yeah, that's the dumbest yeah, thing. That's at least they're at point zero 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 five percent interest rate. Yeah, right? uh, we'll put it in the stock market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robinhood's a thing, man. Robinhood. They don't a want thing. a CD. They only do MP3s now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. MP4s. They want that visual. No, yeah, no, no. You need, the, no, you need just MP3s. Now. MP4. They don't have a graphics card for it. They can't do it. That's tough. <laughs> tough sledding. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. The Brose Podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. And you can also follow us on social media. We're on X at Brose underscore podcast, Facebook at Brose Podcast, and Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, as I said. And if you want to ask us a question, email us a question, have us answer it on the air, send it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. Of course, you can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for handles and plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Check me out at Twitter uh, at B underscore Walnuts. And then you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore one where I video game stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, as well as PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show. Sean O'Brien, what about you? Uh, you can find me on X at Hey, it's SOB. And you can find me doing Presby's at OB Disc Golf pretty much everywhere. Tim Hansen, what about you? You can find me and tagging Rich and Random Things trying to win tech goodies at Tim R. Hansen. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And my plug for this week, we'll continue to make it Alex Kasnell on the board of directors because they have an EP out. Uh, just came out a couple weeks ago called Parachute. Four great songs that you can get 
on bandcamp.com at their official page. Uh, and while you're there, you can also get some merch, get a t-shirt, get some stickers, get a vinyl and get some of their, their previous releases, their previous, their previous album. Everything's important and nothing matters. Uh, their earlier landlocked EP, the single, uh, it, it, lots and lots of good stuff there. So Alex Casnell on the board of directors search for their page on bandcamp.com. And you can also stream them on most major streaming platforms as well. But that's all guys say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet and Sean O'Brien, the entire action moves team. Moon. My name is Matt Casnell reminding you all that very reluctantly, Go birds. Go birds. Womp. Womp.